Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Saturday, December the 4th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day is distend, which means to enlarge, expand, or stretch out to swell. Distend. Hope everyone is enjoying their, uh, will enjoy their Saturday. End of the work week is here. The weekend has begun. Surprisingly, I'm off today. I, I, I can't believe it myself. I just can't. But uh, the weather here in North Carolina, man, warm, warm, warm. Upper, high upper 60s to uh, flat out right, might even make 70. In December. Huh, how about that? So much for the winter. But, you know, of course, you know, cold air is coming back in Sunday. And then the rain will come later on uh, in the middle of the week. Uh, maybe that'll bring the cold air in. Because, man, I, this is uh, freak- freakishly warm. It just is. It's freakishly warm, man. I, it's, it's, uh, of course, you know, you have those that are saying <laughs> it's the end of the world, end of time, climate change, climate change, climate change. I, well, like I always say, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But we, we do have uh, moments <laughs> in, in North Carolina where we break records and the weather it, it does get quite odd. And this is most definitely one of those times. Man. Uh, like I said, upper high 60s, uh, quite possibly even 70s. Yesterday was warm, man. I, I hate to say it. I, I took my jacket off. I was at work early that morning doing some work, and, and I was outside, and I had to take my jacket off, man. I was like, man, I'm sweating. Old folks would say this is pneumonia weather. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It, it really is. Well, all right. Um, listen, I have a correction to a story I bought you earlier in the week. Um, as I reported, there was a, a mall shooting here in, in uh Durham last Friday, Black Friday. And, and of course, like many, uh, we were all assuming, and, and this is when I say, um, get your facts straight, get the story straight before you start spewing out nonsense and, and running off of raw emotions. It appears, you know, as I reported earlier with the mall shooting, uh, we all thought, uh, hey, follow the same MO as a, it was gang related. Because the stories that we were getting for, from eyewitnesses was that uh, there was there was two groups fighting. Uh, one report said near Macy's, uh, you know, the, the department store inside the mall. Then someone else, another story came out that it was in the food court. But apparently, it wasn't gang related. It was not. Just wasn't. Looks like it was a robbery attempt. Apparently. And, and, and this is what I, I also mean when I say uh, idiocy and ignorance. It, it just it, it just baffles me at times. But this is certainly one of those stories. Apparently, there was a robbery attempt at a, a, a jury vendor. You know, those those guys or, or whoever that set up those little kiosks outside the stores, the little small booths. So apparently, he was there selling jury. Two men approached. And it was soon, uh, I guess he soon discovered or, or whatever, or what have you, he felt a little unease. And and uh, the robbers pulled the, the gun out. Just so happened this jury vendor had him a gun, pulled his, his out, 
gunfire ensued. And like I said, a total of six people were injured, uh, three more specifically from uh, the actual uh, gunfight. And that was, of course, the 10-year-old that was hit by the ricochet of the bullets and a 50-year-old, 58-year-old man. Uh, both of those were, were, were released uh, later that evening. And the third victim was uh, one of the robbers. <laughs> one of the robbers got winged. Uh, he's in the hospital. Uh, they're saying life-threatening injuries. He's still there. He's been there uh, over a week now. He's in the hospital with life-threatening injuries. One of the robbers. The other robber, I guess, ran and left. <laughs> I guess couldn't run fast enough. Was that uh, vendor pulled that uh, that gun out? Hey. And all of this, and, and and this is this is what I mean by idiocy. It makes no sense to me. All of this chaos and calamity was over a $100 piece of jewelry. Now, right? $100 piece of jewelry. Was it real? I, I don't think it, uh, I'm just, well, that, that's, that's neither here nor there. But all of this was over a $100 piece of jewelry. Now, officials are saying that they, they, they like I said, they, the, the things that we were hearing or reports that we were hearing or we suspected uh, the police went through, did their investigation, reviewed the video cameras inside the mall, which again, I got, I, I, I got to ask, I got to say, um, the way things are now, and, and of course, inside the mall, outside the mall, hill, walking down the street, you can see cameras uh, in front of stores, uh, stoplight cameras, whatever, uh, the little crosswalk walk, walk cameras also. With all of these cameras around, I, I got to say, you got to be put pretty foolish to just walk up inside that mall and try to rob somebody with all these cameras around, because they have very—they uh, have two good pictures. <laughs> they just do. They got two good uh, still pictures of the of the perpetrators, and they're looking for that uh, that second one. Of course, you can't find them, uh, but I dare I say, sooner or later, they will. If not on a, a, a if quite possibly he doesn't, maybe he, he doesn't have a criminal record. They would, of course, look into that with that facial recognition. But just off of uh, uh, community involvement, sooner or later, somebody's going to slip up and tell something. Pillow talk, good old fashioned pillow talk always, uh, always gets your man, if I can say that. <laughs> if that's, uh, <laughs> I know that sounds odd, but when I say pillow talk, usually most uh, criminals, or, or people that do these these senseless, mindless, ignorant acts, they gotta brag about it. And they're usually bragging about it to a female in the boudoir. So that's pillow talk. Trying to be macho, running your mouth. Of course, you're gonna tell somebody and they are gonna in turn, turn around and tell someone too. Um, a lot of folks, of course, aren't too happy with that 10 year old getting shot. They just aren't. Ricochet or no ricochet, they're not happy. So yeah, somebody eventually, some at some point in time is gonna tell. Or maybe he'll turn himself in. But like I said, it wasn't. They're saying it wasn't gang related. It was just a, a robbery attempt of a one hundred dollar piece of jewelry. Sweet Jesus! Got an all out shootout inside the mall, a crowded mall, for a hundred dollar piece of jewelry. Man, is that the? Well, I guess it is. I guess that's the the, the scope or, or the depths of some people's mind. When they want it, they want it, and they can't buy it, so they go and steal or try to steal um like i said that that uh vendor jury vendor uh pulled out his gun and he, he, well he got one he winged one of them the other one ran man just crazy um 
it does make you wonder, can you go anywhere without the risk of being in a, caught in an all-out shootout? That's the risk you take. It looks like now when you go out. Hell, it, it, most people say you can't even sit in your own home. Certainly something uh, needs to be done with, with this gun violence. I'm not going to not gonna debate that. Yeah, something does need to be done with the gun violence here in this country. And, and, and more specifically here in this city. But I, 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 like I always say, I don't think guns are the problem. I just don't. I know it sounds like an old cliche that is used for those for gun rights. But guns aren't the problem. It's the people. Got to change that. Uh, uh, retrain those minds. Just to. Just to. All right, let's move along here. Um, man. That uh, Omicron variant, man, it, well, it's here in the United States. Ten states uh, have confirmed cases. And what they're worried about also is that they're, th- they're saying maybe it's spreading twice as fast as the Delta variant in South Africa. And that's where this variant, the Omicron variant, uh, originated, they're finding it in South Africa. And they're in fear or they're thinking that it may be spreading twice as fast. Now, of those 10 states that are reporting these uh, uh, variant, the variant for, for its citizens, uh, they're reporting also that there are mild symptoms and there's no hospitalization thus far. I mean, and they're also saying, you know, like I said, thus far, but they're saying that the, the mutation of this variant, it's uh, what they call it three times faster than the Delta variant. So apparently this thing is mutating. It's saying it, it, this variant here is, is mutating faster than the original and the Delta variant. And and what is all also coming out is uh, could be possible. Many could be possibly infected. Could that, well, what they're saying now is that quite possibly they, they're doing research, trying to gather data. They're saying that possibly those that have had COVID could also run the risk of getting infected once again with this variant because it spreads so it's mutating so fast. Yeah, three times the rate of the Delta or the regular COVID. So they're, they're saying, hey, they're not too sure if the vaccines that we've been given will fight this off. Man, like I said earlier, there goes another round of vaccines. Just is. And also starting Monday, uh, the United States has put has put restrictions on international travel travelers to the U.S. and it also includes the U.S. citizens that are abroad that are coming back into the the, the U.S. They they want the uh, travelers and citizens to show proof of a negative rapid COVID test 24 hours before traveling. Start Monday. Now, of course, uh, there there are many. What has happened? The Biden administration has put. Um, travel bans and restrictions on eight uh, African countries including South Africa of course where it originated and 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 <laughs> of course you, you gotta say to yourself or you gotta think yeah it does kind of make sense what there are what, what people are saying those that are opposing these uh, bans and restrictions are saying well if Trump would have did this then it would have been a big thing it would have been called a racist a horrible person. But yet Joe Biden does it to eight countries. And, and I believe what has also come out why they're so they're so against it is they're saying four four of those countries that he has listed as being for restricted travel, they have zero cases of the variant. So they're saying, why are you putting a restriction on 
four countries that they can understand the other four because yeah they have the variant they have confirmed cases but apparently the, the Biden administration has put restrictions on four countries that doesn't do not have any form of variant well if they're in close proximity I can see why but yeah that, that has a lot of people raised a lot of eye, eyebrows and a lot of people are upset and, and they're questioning him uh, questioning his administration and, and their uh, thinking but like I said before, yeah, you got to put some restrictions on some things here. You can't just, you know, allow people that, that uh, I don't want to sound cruel and heartless, but uh, please understand. But you can't just allow people just in and out of the country that are coming from these countries that um, quite possibly could bring that variant. And well, it's here now. I mean, and one thing they also trace back that a lot of those people, I believe there was one case, uh, I want to say in Nebraska, uh, the person that was infected with this variant, the Omicron variant, they're saying that uh, that person had traveled to Nigeria, and that's far, far away from that uh, the bottom continent of South Africa, uh, of Africa was around that South Africa region. That Nigeria is further up around that horn. I believe they call that area the horn. So it's spreading across that continent. Yeah, that guy, in, I believe, it was Nebraska. Like I said, they're saying that he had traveled to Nigeria. And, and the other cases, they're saying some, yeah, of course, travel to the continent of Africa, and some were just traveling. Uh, they were in European countries, so it's out there. It's here. Ten states here in the United States. Hey, that Omicron variant. It, it, it maybe it will be worse than the Delta variant. But there, one thing that you gotta keep in mind: there's more variants behind that. Because, like I said, when they first told us about COVID. They forewarn there's going to be uh, multiple variants. So we clearly don't know how long we're going to be dealing with this thing. Man, just think about it. That's, that's, that's just wow. Just wow. Uh, pray. And like I said earlier, protect yourself. Don't rely on anyone else. Don't rely on the government. Don't. Re- I mean, you can listen to the, the government and these scientists, but your first rule or, or the top rule in your life should be self-preservation. And this is now the time. Guard yourself. Think for yourself. Just do. Just do. All right. Let's go get it. All right. Well, uh, apparently, uh, sometime last week or a week or so ago, uh, there was a recent town hall uh, via Zoom, if I could say that, for uh it was held here in Durham. It was for elected officials, social groups, and uh, of course the citizens. And what what, what was uh, originally uh, sought after, if, if that makes sense, was to get input from uh, Durham citizens on how they wanted to, uh, how they would like to have spend an allocated thirty million dollars for the building of a youth detention center to replace the old, dilapidated, deteriorated, thirty-year-old now present youth detention center. And also, a side note, uh, this current one houses 14, so they want to build one that houses 36, has 36 beds in it. But it appears the public input into this was minimal on this uh, uh, town hall Zoom meeting. Instead, it turned into a showdown between uh, a showdown of sorts between the elected officials and, and all of those uh, familiar social groups for equity. It kind of got into a little, uh, uh, I won't call it a verbal sparring match, but they had a difference of opinion. And, and of course, those 
that you know when they had a difference of opinions, their vo- they, they voiced their opinion and somewhat uh, said that others' ideas didn't make sense. <laughs> uh, and in some instances, I'm kind of kind of on the fence, but but let me continue and, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll explain why I'm on the fence. Now, some of the responses that were given were, were typical. And they did allow some citizen inputs. Inputs they were allowed to type uh, questions or, or remarks in the uh, chat box, you know, the little Zoom chat box. But one of some of the things that uh, came out uh, when they asked the citizens what they wanted to do with this thirty million, as opposed to just building a youth detention center, and for those that opposed it, uh, of course, some people said they wanted robust mental health care. Uh, they wanted more money to put, be put into the mental uh, health care for these juveniles. Understandable. They also said they wanted affordable housing, universal pre-K. That's that's come up a lot. This universal pre-K. Um, yeah, it is quite expensive, uh, especially for those working families. I'm one of them. It, it is expensive with with daycare and pre-K. And, and also what they're saying with the pre-K thing is uh, the educational gap. You know, when, when you're between the ages of four or five as a kid old, yeah, you do need to be in a classroom setting. You do need to be receiving instruction. That's a game. And they also want funds to go towards transportation. And of course, childcare. Yeah, childcare is quite expensive also. And they want uh, also opportunity for arts and athletic recreation, high-speed internet in every home. Uh, career readiness and college preparation programs. So that was, those were some of the things that the community was saying, hey, you can use the money for, as opposed to building another youth detention center. However, also the activists appear to want the funds, just like the citizens, they want the funds to go to the uh, before mentioned programs as a prevention before juveniles get to that point of being detained. Hmm. Okay. And, and they also said, well, if you don't want to give us all of the money for that, you can use a portion of that money to refurbish the current detention center. And of course, some elected officials uh, agree to an extent with, with those recommendations. But their proposal is for the um, money that, that they're saying they don't want it to be used for prevention. They want it to be used for rehabilitation once they're inside. Because uh, I, I got to be honest, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is realistic here. Uh, once, at, at this point in time, as we're relating to the juveniles, they're, they're, they're doing some pretty harsh crimes. Now, the, 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 the preventative measures, uh, that should have been done, done and dealt with long before they committed those crimes. So once they're committed those crimes, you're in the system and... and they just, what well, the elected officials are saying, hey, we just don't want to house them, but we want to rehabilitate them once they're in there. They should be well. Like one, um, now let me also backtrack a little bit here. As it relates to that money, what they were saying, uh, if you don't want to use all of it for the uh, preventative measures, you can use it for, to refurbish. But the elected officials are saying, hey, this building is over 30 years old. It would cost us way more to try to refurbish this building or do the look, you know, how you do the extension and you go in and, and, and tidy up a little bit. It would cost us way more. So it's better economically feasible to just do away with it and build a whole new one. You're probably going to tear it down and, and, and build it, rebuild it. That, I mean, hey, 
that is quite possibly is. Like I said, it's 30 years old. And also, and, and, and then let's move, move forward here because the elected official also brought up a very valid point. One of the elected officials said she she understands full well what, what they're saying about the preventative measures and, and trying to get kids in the programs and making sure the families have adequate transportation, pre-K and, and, and child care and the internet. She understands that wholeheartedly, but once they commit a crime and they're uh, quite, well, not quite possibly, but they're flat out terrorizing the community and, and, and the citizens of Durham, that, that they have to take action to put them in, in a detention center and then there, once there, they can start the rehabilitation process. I got to kind of agree with her on that front. Because like I said earlier, these kids, man, they are running wild. A lot of these um, drive-bys and, and, and shootings or whatever, uh, they're being committed by some pretty young kids. So, I mean, I understand the preventative measures. I, I wish... And I wish that, that that we could do the preventative if we can catch them in time. But what's the likelihood of that? Because mostly, like I always tell people when they say there ain't no programs for the kids. Yes, there are. There are programs for the kids. There's programs for everybody that's in need of help. You just have to go get them. So what's the likelihood of these kids, if they're hanging out on the streets, they're having a good time, the time of their life thus far at this point in their life, what's the likelihood that they're going to go get try to get those college prep courses? or get help just to, to graduate from high school. Dare I say, it's not highly likely. So they, they, they commit these crimes and, and, and of course officials say, hey, we, we have to take them in and detain them and, and we, that's when we'll start the rehabilitation process. Sad to say, it shouldn't get to that point, but it is. That's just the world we are, we are living in right now, here and now. That's the here and now. Um, the preventative, it's out there. It's out there long before you get in trouble. You just have to seek it. So for those social groups and, and those citizens, I, I understand full well where you're coming from. But hey, like I said, what's the likelihood that these kids or their parents even are going to try to seek it out for them? There were some stories or, or some people did make some comments that they have fought long and hard and tried to get these, you know, like the poor mentioned preventative measures. They tried to get their kids into these programs or whatever, or what have you. And there were, there were none available or maybe, you know, like I, like I always say, when we, we get these government funds, we're finding out once that those funds have ran out, there's no more given. They're only given a grant for a certain amount or, or, or once the time limit even has uh, uh, ran out or expired, the government takes that money back. That's what we know now. So a lot of these parents will say, hey, I went to these programs and said they didn't have any more funds or, or the program was over with. And, and now you're just trying to throw our kids in jail. Understand that. But hey, another thing that, that quite possibly, uh, I know this sounds crazy, but uh, hey, be careful who you elect in there because they're holding, they're holding all the coins, literally. So a lot of times when you think they're for for those that are disenfranchised or the minorities or whatever, whatever, uh, they're, they're really just there to, to gain their political strength. They just are. So it certainly is um, something to think about, or or if you can you know wrap your your head around it. But then again, it's not because just like that elected official said, once these kids 
are in the system from doing whatever the crimes, the horrible and, and unmentionable crimes, we have to deal with them as citizens of this city. Uh, the preventative measures at that point are out the door. It's about rehabilitation. Um, as for the social groups, and they go along hand in hand with the citizens. They're, you know, they like I said, they're saying, "Hey, just refurbish the thing." No, the building's thirty years old. Ain't no refurbishing for that. You got to build a new one. Can't believe I'm saying that because years ago I would have been on the side with them. I guess it shows growth on my part and, and a realization of reality too. There's all other, a lot of people, it sounds cruel and heartless, but a lot of these kids, they don't want no preventative measures. They're so far out there, they've been allowed to roam and run amok for far so long, they don't see the, the, the positive outcome of preventative measures. A lot of them are just trying to stay alive for the moment, literally. And that's the catalyst for me. The mindset of the kids. If we could talk about that for a moment. The mindset of these kids that are out here on these streets. They have no goals. A lot of them don't even have a will to live. They have no dreams, no wants. All they're doing is living in the moment. And that's a sad, sad, sad state of affairs. A sad way to view life. So when they said they wanted more money allocated towards mental health, yeah, I can see that. I can see that wholeheartedly because you, hell, we don't really know what these kids have been through in their short lives. To think, if you think a child that has been diagnosed with PTSD, PTSD is something that is you see whole all out with someone that's been involved in a war. Maybe there is a war, a war in their household, a war literally in their life. How do you diagnose a juvenile? Not even a teenager, maybe even a kid kid with PTSD. Why, what in the world has gone on in that child's life? So yeah, money does have to be put towards that mental health. That's something that most definitely needs to be addressed. So it, it, it certainly does raise some questions and, and should give it a lot of us uh, pause to think about what, what we are or what we're trying or what we're going to do with them, that $30 billion. Uh, it's, it's sad to say and I would love to, it would give me the warm and fuzzies if they could put some of the money towards the preventative measures. And they probably will. But the state of affairs with the juveniles and just the crime here in Durham, like I said, it surprises me that I say this because years ago I would have been on the other side. Yeah, you got to build that new detention center. You, you do. You just do. Yeah, that's the reality. We need it. We just do. It has to be built. Sad to say. And, and of course, the, that re- those rehabilitation programs for that for those uh, the things that I mentioned. You know, helping these kids uh, with their mental health. Uh, get, you know, maybe getting them geared towards graduating high school and college and work preps programs. 
just the long short of it, you have to do what the parent couldn't do. Or in some instances, wouldn't do because they too are out there. Hey, like I said, a lot of these kids are out there with their parents living their best life. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. I won't get into that. I won't get into that. You're side by side with your child out in the streets. Come on, man. All right. But um, anyway, like I said, it certainly is something to think about. Uh, certainly does give you pause to think and ponder. How will they use that 30 million? Or should they use that full 30 million to uh, um, erect another uh, detention center? Or should they use part of it to, to do for preventative measures as opposed to rehabilitation? Like I said, it's certainly something to think about. It certainly is. Yes, it is. I'm going to get on out of here. Like I said, I got the day off, so I'm going to watch some college football. Hey, those uh, uh, college football playoffs are, are getting ramped up here. Guess I'll see what Bama going to do. Is it Batman and Georgia playing this weekend? I believe it is. I really do. All right, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm just going to watch it. I'm not pulling for any one of them. Hey, I'm an ACC man. ACC man myself. I just am. Squads in the ACC aren't looking so tough, so hey, I'm just going to watch. Well, that's all for me today, and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegate for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.